You're listening to Brazen Bookworm's Unrighteous Reading Rebellion, a reform book snob's journey in musings through all things romance. Some language may not be safe for all ears. Frequent usage of sarcasm may occur. Hello, bookworms. Um, welcome back. It is still February. <laughs> I think last time I recorded, it was just the beginning of February, um, and we're still in February. It's funny. Sometimes I think February is the shortest month, and it absolutely feels like the longest month ever. But um, week has gone by in February, and I kind of feel like it's going pretty quickly. So February, if you're listening, please slow down. I have a shit ton of stuff to get done this month, and um, I'd really like to get it done. <laughs> so let's see if we can slow down time a little bit. <sighs> I hope you guys are having a good week. Um, we're still working on some book club stuff. Uh, we're still planning to have um, two book clubs this month and some other fun surprises. But uh, one of our book club authors was on a huge deadline and uh, we did not want to interrupt the creative process there. So we're pushing that back a little bit and um, she'll be with us uh, hopefully next week. Uh, but we have some other great authors coming on this month and lots of fun stuff to plan and to bring to you. Uh, we're still deep in the planning for Charm City Romanicon, which is next month. And it's God, it's so hard to believe when we first started planning this that it was over a year away. And now it is um, less than two months away. So about six weeks, maybe seven, There's something in there. But it's crunch time. So we're trying to get a lot done for that. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking back at January and I'm looking forward to March and I honestly don't remember if I mentioned this in my last podcast in January. I only read four books and I listened to one. Um, oh, hello, Maggie. You hear the slurping in the background. That's Her Majesty's just, of course, I started talking. So she came down to join me. Um, she was fast asleep on the bed when I went to check on her 10 minutes ago. So it must be something about her knowing I'm talking to you guys and she wants to be part of the fun. Anyway. So January, I read four books and listened to one, which if you've been following me is so bizarre uh, because I usually listen or listen to two or three and I usually read 10 to 14 books a month. But in January, I edited five different works, um, five different novels that ranged anywhere from 60,000 to 98,000 words. Um, and that takes each book I edit probably takes three times as long to read, sometimes longer, depending on what kind of editing we're doing. If it's just a, a copy edit or proofreading, um, or a full developmental line editing, there's a lot that goes on. So they're all phenomenal. And, um, this month in February, I have six, five or six books that I worked on, whether editing or proofreading, um, publishing. So this month is going to be a crazy busy month. Um, just to keep you in the loop of what's coming up, if you are filling up your TBRs, sorry, I'm moving. So if the microphone sounds weird, it's because I moved. Um, if you're filling up your TBRs this month, then uh, keep an eye out for several books. Unfurl is um elodie hart is uh, sarah matterson writing is elodie hart it's the first book is elodie hart the alchemy series um i arc read that one it is it's phenomenal y'all um 
it is, it is steamy and deep and I called it luxurious and decadent. And I meant every single syllable. Um, but that is the 10th that comes out on the 10th. And then next month is Till This Night, which is Coco Hart's second uh, in the Cooper series. It's Juliet and Connor. And then on the 14th for Valentine's Day, we get Aiden, uh, who is uh, Chris at Grey Six Project Phoenix series finale. Super excited for that. Um, and then later on this month, Things We Hide from the Light, Lucy Score. Love is Messy by Kelly Sutcliffe. Uh, and then we end the month with, she's so much going on. No Small Bet by Samantha Christie on the 27th. Um, and Defensive Alliance is the 28th. That's Gemma Westbrook. So it's Janice Whitaker writing as Gemma Westbrook. Savage Secrets, which is the second half of the duet Savage Sins and Savage Secrets by Sarah Bale is also on the 28th. And then uh, Casey West has the next one coming out. And I want to say, oh my gosh, it just, I know it's the 28th. Uh, Tumbling Head Over Heels is the next one for Casey West. So uh, if you're keeping track, that's what I'm reading this month. And um, that's what's going to be on my list. There might be a couple others I sneak in there in between, but uh, I'm also editing four books this month. So a lot going on. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's not what I wanted to talk about today, but I just wanted to give you guys a, a filler on what's coming up. So, you know, uh, it's tea time. Hang on. Tea slurp. Sorry. Not sorry. I need my tea. Uh, but today I wanted to bring up something that has come up a couple times in some groups, you know, I get my best ideas from the groups that I'm in and uh, conversations in, in private conversations as well, offline. Um, and it's about unlikable characters. And this has come up a couple times. And I will admit that some of my absolute favorite characters are the ones that others deem as unlovable. I love the unlovable character. I love the character who pushes all the buttons, who um, is often seen as the bitch, as the interloper, as the meddler, um, as the, the, the undeserving. And I don't, I'm drawn to all kinds of characters. We know that. We know I love dark. Um, we know I love the underdog. But these unlovable characters are just a, a real they are catnip for me. And I want to talk a little bit about that. First, I believe it is 100% okay to not love one of the main characters in a book that you're reading. I'm going to say that again. It is okay to not love one of the main characters in the book you're reading. It's okay to not love one of the supporting characters in the book you're reading. It's okay. Just like you're not going to be friends with everybody in your life, you're not going to love everybody you come in contact with in your life, you're not going to love every character you meet in your life either. It's okay to be angry with them. It's okay to not connect with them. It's okay to not understand why they do what they do. And 
we all have our personal preferences. We all know what we like. We all know what we don't like. And it's okay to love a book and still not like someone in the book. Just like it's okay to join a group and not be friends with everybody in the group, or maybe not like all the authors who are represented. What's not okay is to be mean about it. And we'll talk about that in a little bit too. But I want to talk about why I tend to love the unlovables, unlikables. Um, I like to look for the flaws and how they relate to the story as a whole. I like to look at the character within the context of the story and not the character within the context of just the character, if that makes sense. Sometimes a character has to be unlikable for the, the plot to work. Sometimes the character has to be unlikable for the other characters to shine. Sometimes the author is setting up a redemption arc that may be in the same book and it may be later. I am not going to try and work myself into the brain of an author who I'm not working with. Now, if I'm, I'm editing for them, I need to be in their brain a little bit because I have to kind of understand where we're going with the story. But I trust that the author has something in mind when they write. And I also trust that it's okay that I don't like what they're doing because not every book is written for every reader. And that's okay also. I know a lot of authors really struggle with this. I know this is a point of contention where authors think they have to write a book everybody's going to like. And I'm going to tell you that that cannot be further from the truth. If you try as an author to write a book everybody's going to like, chances are you're going to write a book that nobody's going to like because it will not have the depth of resonance with the people who are really going to be attracted to it. And it's it's okay. It is okay to write what you feel the characters are telling you, their story. It's also okay to take feedback from trusted readers, your betas, your arcs, and say, hmm, maybe I need to change something up because nobody likes this character or nobody likes this storyline. That's a different story. Sometimes it's in the way it's expressed. Sometimes it's in the way it's written. Sometimes more depth needs to be added. Sometimes there's too much depth. But as a reader, when we go into a book to read a book, I don't go in expecting to like every book I read. I don't go in expecting to like every character in a book that I like. And it's okay to do that. So more often than not, the flawed characters the characters we don't like are the male characters. And I'm guessing it's partly because the majority of the people writing are women. And we take a lot from our lives and the people that we know. And unless we're setting a female character up to be the villain, we want people to like the female character. Because inherently, we like to be liked. And a lot of our characters come from our lives, who we are and who our friends are. But Sometimes we need to write the flawed character as the female character for the book to work or for a later book to work. Sometimes authors are setting up characters in earlier stories so that 
you start to build on that character and what we like about them, what we don't like about them and where they're going in a book, maybe the next book, maybe four books down the line, but they can be unlikable. I, I'm going to bring in an ex- example. So Janice Whitaker's Lost Boys, Felicity. I think she first appears in the first book. If it's not the first, it's the second book, but it's very, very early. And she really is one of those characters where we were all like, ooh, um, yeah, she's a bit of a heinous bitch. And there was something I saw in Felicity that I loved anyway. And I was like rubbing my hands together going, oh, I can't wait to get her book because I had a feeling it was going to be pretty spectacular. And it was. So when Felicity got her book, a lot of people still didn't like Felicity. And I was like, dude, why not? She's amazing. There's everything in this book that I loved about a main character. There was a redemption arc. There was a, a flawed character who was misunderstood, who felt she had to hide a lot. Um, and, and if you haven't read the Lost Boys series by Janice Whitaker, I highly recommend it. Um, it is kind of a, um, it's a take on motorcycle club, but it's not your normal motorcycle club. So Janice doesn't write dark. She doesn't write, um, trying to think of how to put it. She doesn't write books that are going to cause a lot of angst with, between the characters. There are some, but the majority are external, um, external conflicts. I'm looking for the book. That's why I'm hemming and hawing a little bit. I'm trying to find the book. Um, but most of them are external conflicts, not between the main characters, but sometimes there are definitely the, that between the main characters, Felicity's book is catching what's mine. It is, um, part of the lost boys, which is a bad boy protector romance. Totally agree with that. Um, it's book three and I do recommend starting with book one. So you get the full Felicity deep dive encounter. So, you know, what's going on there, but I like to bring her up as one of those flawed characters that people don't like because I didn't like her at first either. But then as I read the first book, I was like, "Mm, there's more going on here. I'm always looking for what's coming next. And Felicity was one of those. And when I read her book, I was like, this is exactly what I needed. And people still didn't like her, which is okay. Totally okay. But what it brought home to me and what the discussion brought home to me in another group recently was that we are allowed to like flawed characters and the flawed character is allowed to be female because we talk a lot about how the male characters are flawed and how the woman saves them and how they have a redemption arc. And that's great. But we have sometimes a very visceral reaction to flawed female characters. And we tend not to like them and feel bad about not liking them. And I'm going to tell you two things. One, you're allowed to not like them. And two, flawed female characters are allowed to be loved. Right? They don't have to be loved by you, but they will be loved by people. And you have permission to love a character and be in the minority there. You also have permission to not love a character or their behavior and still want to see them get there happily ever after. Does that make sense? I hope so. What I'm trying to say is you can not love a character, but still want to see them get the best outcome in the book. 
you can love a, not love a character and not want to see them get the best, best outcome in the book. But you cannot love them or their behavior. You can love them, not love their behavior, and still want them to get their HEA. You cannot love them as a person and still want them to get their HEA. It's all okay. It's all okay. I'm getting really excited about this because this is the <laughs> this is the direction the discussion took in the group also was people arguing about how it's hard for them to want a character to get their HEA if they don't like them. Um, and then other people saying that they still wanted them to get their HEA. They want them to get a redemption arc. Maybe it didn't happen in that book. Maybe it'll happen later. But there's there's so much that goes into becoming involved in a character. And I give huge amount of credit to authors who can make us feel so deeply about a character that we can have discussions about how much we like or don't like them. Because to me, if I don't like a character enough to want to talk about them, that's a pretty well-developed character. Because if they're not well-developed enough for me to want to talk about them, then I'm, I'm not interested. They can just be kind of a throwaway and they're not going to pull me in. But I know when an author brings me into their character's life enough that I'm like, I really don't like this person and I have to talk to somebody about it. There is something really beautiful in that. The author has done their job wonderfully. If they can get you to like them by the end, great. If you still don't like them because of how well they've developed them, great. You're allowed to not like them. But you're also allowed to love them, even if other people don't. And especially if they're a female character since we tend to not see them as much. So I thought that was a pretty interesting conversation that we had. Now you know how I feel about it. (laughs) I want to know how you feel about it. Are you the reader who loves the unlovable character? Are you the reader who only loves the unlovable character when they're male? Do you look for female flawed characters? And do you do everything you can to love the flawed female character because it's not the norm? Do you see bits of yourself in those flaws and want someone to love you despite your flaws? Because I think that's a big thing for all of us. I will never sit here and pretend to not be flawed. I have multiple flaws. (laughs) Lots and lots and lots of them. And some of them I work on constantly. And some of them I've just accepted as part of who I am. Oh, tea slurp. Because that's a lot. That's a lot to think about. It's a lot to carry. I'm allowed to love who I am, flaws and all. I'm allowed to identify those flaws and decide if I want to work on them. You are allowed to look at me as a human and say, I don't like that flaw and it's not something I can get over. And that's okay. 
You're allowed to look at me and say, I see the flaw. I accept the flaw. I know it doesn't define you. And if you want to work on it, I'll help you. And if you don't, I'll accept you. That's okay. And we can extend that to characters in novels too. Don't ever tell me a character is not real. Because while they might be fictional, and while they might be embedded in a book in words that came from someone else's mind, they always come from somewhere. There's always a reflection in those characters that we either see in ourselves or someone else. Sometimes those flaws are too much to get past. And that's okay. Sometimes those flaws reflect things that we know we want to work on within ourselves. That's okay too. But (laughs) whatever the flaw is, identifying how it makes you react, if you can do that, the author's done their job, haven't they? I think that's awesome. I'm sitting with that for a second. Because owning the flaws and owning that we don't like them is just as powerful as owning the flaws and accepting them. And then it's your decision where to go from there. So tell me what you think. I would love for you to jump into the comments on Facebook, Brazen Bookworms Unrighteous Reading Rebellion. On Instagram, it's Brazen Bookworm. Um, On Discord. Uh, And I am in the process of building a a reader group. It is very small right now. And um, we're testing some things in it. Uh, But I know a lot of people often feel more comfortable discussing things within a group than on a public page. Um, I'm typically one of those people. There are things I will discuss in groups uh, where I feel a trust level and a comfort level that I would never post on a public page, ever. Um, Just because the groups tend to be people who are much more like-minded. And even if we agree on things, we agree on them kindly. Um, And I will tell you one thing, if you're in my group and you're not kind, you will not be in the group for long. (laughs) You will be banished. Um, Everything you ever have to say, whether it's, um, a, a criticism or uh, praise can be done in kindness. So always speak your truth, but speak it with kindness. If you feel better messaging me, if you have thoughts and you don't feel comfortable sharing them on the page, message me. You can message me through Facebook. You can message me through Instagram. You can email me, brazenbookworm at gmail.com. B-R-A-Y-Z-E-N-B-O-O-K-W-Y-R-M at gmail.com or message me on on social media either way. But uh, I hope some of this resonated with you and I'd love to hear about if it did, how it did. Uh, And if it didn't, it's okay too. Uh, Maybe next time. But for now, thanks so much for joining me in my thoughts today and uh, hope you join me again soon. Happy reading, bookworms.